Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, Tommy Bowden of the ACC Network. Tommy, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning. Doing, doing fine. Good to hear from you, Coach. Uh, Clemson, Florida State. Does Florida State have a shot? They got to stop shooting themselves in the foot. You know, where are they? they, they they're sitting there at uh, Six, what are they six and two, or they got five and three. They could easily, be, or they could be five and three if they eliminate penalties, they eliminate turnovers, and they eliminate tackle for losses. Right now, they lead the ACC and uh, are their last the ACC in turnover margin, and the penalties are about eleventh. They they're not good enough to overcome those obstacles. So if they can get their own personal problems squared away, they'll have a chance. They beat Syracuse. And Syracuse beat Clemson, so can yeah. they beat them? Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Now, the, the the most glaring issue, and it has been for a couple of years now, has been that offensive line for Florida State, and they've been able to overcome that with the athleticism at the quarterback position. Of course, DeAndre Francois is out. What has happened with Rick Trickett, who has been highly regarded as just one of the best offensive line coaches in the business, and are his days numbered? He's just not his message not resonating with the guys up front. What's the deal with that? Well, you know, I coached with him for several years, and for years been known as probably the top, one of the top offensive line coaches in the country. But just from a coaching perspective and being, you know, in, in that offensive staff meeting and as a head coach being there evaluating offensive lines, there's so many things that go into uh, an offensive system when you're dealing with offensive line. Is, is the quarterback taking sacks because he's holding on the ball? Did the receiver run the wrong route? Uh, did the quarter, co- coaches call a bad play? Did he call a two-receiver route? into a three-on-two coverage where they've got three defenders. And, and then all, or is it problems on the offensive line? Is it technique or is it a scheme or it's a, just missed assignments? And uh, I know Jimbo knows the answers. He knows all those things. And if it gets down to a point where I think uh, it, it, it's, it's Rick, then I'm sure he'll make a decision. He's the only guy that knows whether it is. I, could, I would know if I had the film and studied it, but I don't have the film and sit there and study it. Is this Clemson team one that realistically in your mind is ready and capable to repeat? Oh, yeah. You know, when you, you look at uh, if Alabama or Georgia, Alabama and Georgia are kind of some great defenses. They give you enough challenges on, on offense, very athletic. But if you look what Clemson did the last two years versus Alabama, over 1,000 yards of total offense. Now they had Deshaun Watson, who's a pretty, pretty good guy, but – of, of, of the, all the teams up there that has an offense that can challenge a Georgia or Alabama defense, I think it's Clemson. Uh, spreading the field, challenge you horizontally, challenge you vertically with a very good scheme, with good athletes, and with a defense that can get you the ball a bunch. Clemson's defense is every bit as good as any there is out in the country. Uh, I don't know about Notre Dame's. I don't know about, uh, uh, let's see, who would be fourth. Uh, Georgia's I know about, but uh, Oklahoma gave up 62 points. Uh, TCU's given up some points. 
So I think Clemson is, is in, a, in a great position right now to, to be a three-time uh, three uh, repeater with Alabama in the national championship. So do you believe more in Kelly Bryant, the new quarterback there at Clemson? you believe more in his legs or his arm? Because Deshaun Watson's a guy could really affect change down the field. And we've seen Kelly Bryant do it at times, but he's not, he doesn't have lofty numbers uh, in, in the passing game. No, he he, he doesn't. They, you know, they're they're running the ball pretty good. They were a little over 200 yards a game going into last week's game versus NC State. They were rushing 219 yards a game, so they rush it probably a little bit than they did last year. And they don't have to depend as much. Now Kelly Bryant is not a polished, seasoned uh, guy sitting in the pocket as Deshaun Watson. There's no doubt about that. But but he's good enough with with what they do offensively. Uh, with the play-action passes and, and run run options for the quarterback to be productive versus a team like Alabama or Georgia. But he can't sit in there and make that throw that, he, that was made against Alabama going down that drive where he hit that tight end on that little corner out in the red zone. I, I don't think he can make that throw. Uh, they might not need it, but I don't think he can make it right now. Gio and Jones and Tommy Bowden, former coach now with the ACC Network as a college football analyst. What's the ceiling on this year's Miami team? Oh, man, I, I thought Virginia Tech would win because they had a better defense. <laughs> but Miami, has, they're, they're really talented, and they're kind of gelling at the right time as far as getting confidence, playing real well. They don't turn the ball over. They're not heavily penalized. Uh, uh, Braxton Berrios, uh, the uh, receiver that's had a great year because Ahmad Richards, the, the the go-to guy has kind of got banged up. They lose Mark Walton, the great running back, and place him with Travis Homer. And they've got some defensive uh, cats that are that are really good looking in uniform. And they're strong. They got to be strong to carry that four pound gold chain on. Their <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they may have. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Alabama with the heavyweight championship belt. They they have yeah. the best uh, uh, celebrations, or, or let's say. Uh, props for turning the ball over Miami and Alabama right there one and two hey we got this early signing period now in college football were you a proponent of that or opponent and either way how does it change the game as far as recruiting is concerned you know I I liked it myself because down in the south you know you're just prevalent to a lot of athletes a lot of skill a lot of guys can run and throw and catch defensive ends linebackers uh, and I thought keep, keeping the northern teams from coming down in the winter when they had more time. You know, you don't have as much time in north to fly that far south and, and look at all these guys in evaluation. So I, I think the early signing date uh, is more advantageous for some of these southern teams when some, as far as the skilled players are invi- uh, involved. It probably might work opposite with, with bigger guys up north. But uh, I, I like I think it saves on money. If a guy commits in December, then you don't have to waste as much money going to go see him. So I think it'll solve, uh, at least have a little bit of a dent in some of the financial burden right now in college athletics. Uh, but I, I liked it, and I'm in favor of it, and I think the coaches will like it once it gets a couple years in. Is there a team right now that clearly 2017, they're not ready, but you're watching them build in the ACC, and you say, you know what, in 2018, recruiting goes well, they stay healthy, this is a team that could – Surprise next season? Oh, you say is there? Is, yeah, do you, is there do you see one right now that's oh, yeah. building? You know the the team I really like, and I, I've known this guy Dino Babers for a long time. I've watched him at Syracuse. 
it's the style of offense that he runs. Not only so much the style, but he knows what he's doing. Work with Art Browles, work with an old offensive genius called Homer Smith mm-hmm. that's been around college football and, and written a couple of books. And he knows how to put that offense in. He knows how to call it, knows how to run it. Uh, going into last week's wing game, they were uh, they were 89 plays a game. They were number one in the nation. They were the 13th fastest team in the nation. That kind of offense presents problems for defense. That can give you an advantage if you lack uh, the talent of a, of a Clemson over Florida State or Virginia Tech or Miami. And uh, he's, I, think, I think Syracuse is a team that can make a move. They do have a lot of athletes up there in the Northeast that he could draw from. So that's the one I would keep my eye on. Coach mentioned one of the greats, Homer Smith. He was on the staff at UCLA when I was a freshman there. And, whoo, you're talking about some quips. He had some good ones for you. Uh, Tennessee, struggling. Uh, Butch Jones, uh, not looking too good as far as uh, him uh, remaining the head coach. Uh, have you been able to put your finger on their issues and why Tennessee hasn't been able to get right? No, you know, I, I don't study the SEC as, as much, but being a head coach and kind of watch that, problem you know he's had some success but it's the standard that's been set by Nick Saban now all of a sudden Kirby Smart goes in there his second year and and sitting there at number one in the nation so uh it's the it's the standard that's been set in the SEC by Saban and now a guy like Kirby Smart comes in that uh puts additional pressure on a guy where nine win season eight win season is, is not acceptable and uh once it starts I do know this once it starts snowballing and going against you, I was—I had won nine my last year, and then all of a sudden sitting there at three and three, halfway through the season, and they say they're going to make a change. And I said, well, okay, if I'm the reason for the problem, then go ahead and let's go ahead and do it. Now, Butch might have already been told that. Mm-hmm. He might say, okay, I'm going to stay through the end of the year. But every coach has a different reason for what he does. But uh, I don't know right now. All I know is that when the player reads that much negative stuff in the paper week after week after week, they start losing confidence, and you really have to do a great job of keeping your team focused. And, and I think he's had some injuries, which also kind of helped. You, you mentioned the fact that Kirby Smart rolls into Georgia in second year, and now he's got him sitting there undefeated and, and looks like on, a, on their way to another trip to SEC championship game. You take over a program, and you see all the success of a Nick Saban and others, not just in your conference but around the co- uh, country. How much pr- added pressure is that – to you, or how much added pressure do you apply to yourself, knowing you've got to turn this thing around immediately? Well, the salaries are are so high that administrations don't have very much patience, and and and, the, and coaches are paid to get it done quickly. So you know, now you don't you don't relay that to your staff, and you don't relay that to yeah. the team. But there is surely internal pressure that hey, you know what the guy across the street's doing, yep. and you know what your boosters, you know what you're getting paid, he's getting paid. And you know what the expectations are, Coach. So, I want to yeah, stop you there, yeah. but to, to, to your point, you got to do this quickly now. And, and I'm not here advocating for a change at Tennessee, but the facts are the facts. You, you're in your fifth year at that institution. You have your type of guys in there. You've recruited your type of guys. You're not playing with your predecessors' guys in today's game. Five years—that's a luxury. <laughs> no, I mean that's uh, unfortunately. What you said is true, and, and that's exactly what those guys that pay a salary are, are saying. And and everybody, I know every situation is different. I went into a, I inherited a three-win Tulane team and a three-win Clemson team. Then were bowl eligible in the first year, 
Then the next year went undefeated at Tulane. The next year won nine. Or the second year at Clemson. So, so it can be done. But uh, what you said is accurate, and and that's why it wouldn't surprise me if they've already told him maybe say hey, you can coach on throughout the year. Let's keep it quiet, and we're gonna go out and look for a guy. Hey, Tommy, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, y'all have a good week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.